This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today's guest on Valley Views is Brian Turner, CEO of Sol Vista Health. Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. We've visited with Sol Vista multiple times here. Desiree Lipka has been in a number of times. We've talked about uh, Mental Health Month, uh, Suicide Prevention Month, and sometimes just whatever the topic du jour is. So welcome. Thank you very much. Desiree's a rock star. I hope I can uh, live up to whatever <laughs> bar she has set. <laughs> So, Brian, give us a little hint on your backstory. Well, I've been the CEO for Sol Vista Health for the past five years. Before that, for about a decade, I was working in Denver, where I'm born and raised, uh, doing a lot of work really at the policy level and statewide program level for mental health and substance use. I'm also quite a bit of work uh, back in D.C., working on policy and funding for things like mental health and substance use as well. After all that time, kind of working at the 30,000-foot level, way too many hours at the state capitol, uh, dealing with elected officials and state agencies, I decided it was time to get the heck out of the city and uh, move down here to southern Colorado. And my family and I packed up, moved to Canyon City, and have not looked back. Great. So Sol Vista has been around for 60 years or so. In a nutshell, what's its mission you're right. We just celebrated 60 years, wonderful anniversary to be celebrating. And over that 60 years, really our mission is to deliver a comprehensive array of mental health, substance use, and integrated primary care services to the four rural and frontier counties that we serve. We have existed really to serve as a safety net. So when folks don't have as much resources, don't have anywhere else to turn for support, Sol Vista Health is a place that they can go. But we're also a resource for anybody in the community who just needs a little bit of help when it comes to their mental health. And those four counties are Chafee, Custer, Fremont, and Lake counties. What binds those together? Why those four counties? Well, it's an interesting history. That geographic region has actually been in place for us uh, for decades. The state tends to carve up all of the 64 counties in Colorado for different purposes, but a couple of the alignments, that arrangement of four counties is what we call Health Statistics Region 13. It's also mm -hmm. the same catchment area that the Upper Arkansas Area Council of Governments covers. There's just a lot of synergy up and down the Upper Arkansas Valley, and then Custer County kind of sits in this unique place where it's uh, clearly not lumped in with the San Luis Valley. There's some connection to Pueblo, but it tends to align a little bit more with Fremont County. And so historically, they uh, have brought those counties together, and there's a lot of different service providers and systems that, are, that align around those four counties. Okay. And where do you have physical office locations? Yeah. So throughout those four counties, we've actually doubled our number of locations. We have eight locations across the four counties now we have. Three in Canyon City, one on the east side of town, that's for adult services, one on the west side of town for child and family services. And then we actually, in partnership with the school district, opened up a school-based health center at Canyon City Middle School. We have one location up here in Westcliff, right on Main Street. We have two locations in Salida. One is for outpatient services, and the other, we just opened this last summer. It's first of its kind for crisis level of care, high acuity care for mental health and substance use. We expanded into Buena Vista over the last couple of years, and then we have one location in Leadville. 
So you've got quite a few locations. What services does Sol Vista offer in a broad sense? You bet. We try to have a broad array of services. So certainly we have what you might think of when you think about mental health care, individual therapy, group therapy, uh, psychiatric care to get some medications and some medical support on that side. But we also offer things like peer support services where individuals who have their own experience with mental illness or substance use are far enough along in their recovery to get specialized training to then take their wealth of knowledge and experience and apply it and help other people to find recovery. We've got case management, care coordination support to make sure that we're taking care of what you might need in the clinical setting, but we're also helping people find housing, find jobs, whatever supports they might need with food, things like that, to try to bring together other services available in the community and make sure we're thinking about the whole person and not just one aspect of it. We offer 24-7, 365 crisis care. So that's mobile crisis where we will respond anywhere in the community to help somebody who's having a mental health crisis. And that's how they might define it. It's not a, a strict, rigid definition according to us. And then, as I mentioned, the new facility in Salida, Colorado, we call that our regional assessment center. And you can go there. Uh, it serves as a detox, uh, is kind of the traditional terminology that people are familiar with. But under the same roof, we have beds for mental health emergencies. And again, that's 24-7, 365, kind of a no-wrong-door place for crisis care. Mm -hmm. Thinking across the country on mental health, this is not a homogeneous country. What's unique about Colorado? Are we more prone to these sorts of issues or less so or different types? That's a wonderful question and I think a very interesting discussion to be had because nobody definitely knows for sure, right, why there might be more mental health needs in one community over another. But while we think of Colorado as just a tremendously healthy state relative to the rest of the country, people get outside, people are mm -hmm. thoughtful about what they eat, what we've actually seen and when it comes to a lot of things like substance abuse or mental health is that we're not doing as well as we need to be doing. We're actually lagging a lot of the country in, those, in that sense. A specific example would be suicide rates. We know that Colorado, uh, unfortunately, has some of the highest suicide rates in the country. Mm -hmm. When then you look within Colorado, the highest rates of suicide in counties are those at higher elevations up here in our mountain communities. You can break it down even further and be looking at subpopulations, and we see those mountain communities, especially among our, our military and veteran population, folks where there tends to be more isolation, long winters, not a lot of additional mm -hmm. resources to get people to support and care, you see those rates even higher. And so while Colorado is a really wonderful place to be and has uh, this great reputation for being a healthy and thriving state, there are some pieces we really need to work on when it comes to a better and stronger behavioral health support system for folks. Well said. So, Brian, what are some of the warning signs for someone who might need help and is just not sure about it? A really, really important question, and I'm glad you asked it because I think that making sure that anybody in our community has a general understanding of those warning signs and, more importantly, some skills and, and some specific training on how to connect somebody to resources is invaluable. So I'm not a clinician. I'm not a mental health professional, although I, I certainly help run this one called Soul Vista Health. But I've gone through training called mental health first aid training. And this is wonderful because it's the equivalent of traditional first aid training mm -hmm. or CPR. 
uh, when we think about taking care of our physical bodies. Anybody in the community can go through mental health first aid training. It's an evidence-based certification course, and it teaches you how to recognize the signs and symptoms of mental health issues, just as you're suggesting, just as you're asking about. It talks a lot about stigma and helps break down some stigma that I think a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, still have when it comes to what mental illness is and what it means for people to be struggling with substance use. And the most important part is that it gives you a five-step action plan of what you can do. We're not training people to be clinicians any more than CPR trains you to be a doctor, right? But we're giving people an ability to help assess, listen non-judgmentally, give reassurance, and encourage people to get to the right level of professional support if it feels like that's the, the best thing to do. And so people walk away after they go through this training with some skills and an understanding of what those resources are in their community, which goes a long way because statistically, every one of us is either going to struggle with mental health or substance use at one time or another in our lives, or at the very least, we know somebody in our lives, a colleague, a family member, a friend. Having these skills available throughout the community exponentially increases the chance that people are going to get some help that they need and deserve. Okay, I get that. So Brian, what are a few warning signs that you might look for in a, in a friend? Absolutely, great question. Some of the most important things to be looking for are changes. Right? Mm -hmm. If the friend or the person, the colleague, the family member that you've known for a long time has a really sudden and distinct change in behaviors, that should set off your radar a little bit, right? It doesn't mean that there's a significant mental health challenge happening necessarily. But if it feels like something is different and someone's behavior has substantially changed from what you're normally experiencing with them, that could be an indicator. When people withdraw significantly from their social activities, their social networks, the things that they're normally doing that seem to give them purpose and happiness at one time, and now they're not participating, that's a really important warning sign to be watching for. The biggest thing for me personally is to pay attention when somebody is isolating. We often think about mental health and, and addiction, and we think about how do we treat those? What is the cure for those? In the simplest kind of non-clinical terms that I can describe it, what we're looking for is giving folks connection and purpose in life. It's that simple. And I think making sure that we watch out for when it looks like those connections have broken down, that's an important thing we can all do. Okay. Important to watch for. So how does it all work? How are potential clients identified for Soul Vista? Do you get referrals or their walk-ins? I mean, how does the whole thing play out on a day-to-day -day basis? All of the above. We really strive to be a no wrong door place for you to get help. There will be times when folks will come to us and are seeking a service that maybe we don't provide. That doesn't mean you came to the wrong place. Our goal is to connect you to that resource and support one way or another. Specifically, people can call our phone number anytime at 719-275-2351. They can go to www.soulvistahealth.org and learn about all of our locations, get our phone numbers to call into our central call center, schedule an appointment. And again, we have crisis care available. And so either through calling Soul Vista Health or through calling the statewide crisis line, you can get access to that mobile crisis response that I mentioned, right? So we really try to make sure that it's accessible, it's easy to get to, and available throughout all of the region that we serve. Okay. And again, your location locally is at uh, 6th and Main? That is correct. 
how might folks recognize Mental Health Month, which is May, uh, which is one of the reasons we're doing this interview? We talked about going out and, and taking a mental health first aid course, right? Getting some training. We offer those trainings free of charge. Another thing folks can do is go to solvistahealth.org and make a donation. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. The support from the community means everything to us. And so to help acknowledge May as Mental Health Month, we would uh, graciously ask for your support to continue with our important mission. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Sol Vista is a 501c3 and is part of the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation Spirit Campaign. Uh, you can donate to that from mid-November through December every year. And under full disclosure, I am on the board of uh, the Community Foundation. Brian, any final thoughts? Thank you for having me. Thank you for recognizing the importance of mental health. We really want to elevate the conversation in all of our communities. Sometimes we don't talk about these things in rural and frontier towns. It's important. It affects us all, and we're here to be a part of the solution. Thanks for all you do for the community and for the general area. Before I let you go, how many folks work right here in Westcliff? We have six full-time employees in Westcliff and 200 overall within Solvista Health across the four counties. That is quite formidable. Brian, thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. We've been visiting with Brian Turner, CEO of Solvista Health. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow.